Hello, everybody. This is Ian Shuttleworth at Williams Investment Management. Today, I'm talking to two of the partners, Duncan Williams and John Newsom. And the first thing that we're going to discuss relates to the acquisition of wealth management businesses by larger organisations and how that can affect the clients of the acquired business who might not necessarily wish to be acquired. And my question to you, Duncan, is do you think that this is a trend in the market? And if you were a client and didn't wish to be subsumed into a larger organisation, how easy is it to rearrange your finances? There has been a huge amount of consolidation with investment managers, independent financial advisors, etc. over the last 30 or 40 years, ever since really Big Bang with the stock exchange. And it continues. Regulation gets tougher and tougher. And some of these businesses um, are just getting overburdened with regulation, especially the ones which have made mistakes and have had complaints. So that's causing businesses to seek suitors. Some businesses aren't well financed. You have to have a certain amount of money within the firm. Uh, Some businesses aren't profitable because they've made mistakes. So there's a lots of reasons why why there has been a consolidation. Some businesses have been have gone bust. Some businesses have given very bad pensions advice. There was the scandal with British Steel that's resulted in companies losing their regulatory status um, and uh, clients being orphaned. But I think the other thing is is that time moves on, and I think that people need an exit at some stage. So they need to retire and they realize that the businesses have value and in the old days you introduced new partners etc and now that doesn't happen they tend to be sold um, which sometimes works well for the clients and sometimes can be to the the detriment of of clients I think you have to analyze very carefully what sort of service you've been receiving from your current advisor and what the intention is going forward. My fear is that you're moving away from a bespoke personal service um, and that you end up being pigeonholed into certain risk categories. You lose your personal contact with, with, with the individual who you were dealing with and you then end up potentially with somebody who's green behind the ears. I'm a great believer in that grey hair matters in in this business. And as we've said before, we look after our own portfolios and have done so for years and years. Um, So we know the pitfalls. We know what it's like to make money. We know what it's like to lose money. We know the necessity to ensure in these difficult times that you're capital keeps pace with inflation it, it is it's not easy thank you i'd just like to add to that and i think ian would agree uh, and that is that uh, no hair trumps gray hair <laughs> thank thanks john <laughs> duncan we've we've discussed the the trend of consolidation how confident can your customers your clients people like me feel that if somebody came along to you you, w- you wouldn't want to give up your independence as a business? Another good question. We've said this before, uh, Robert, John and I, that 
nobody would employ us because we have fixed views which we have developed over the last 30 years. We are very opinionated about where we want to invest clients' money. Um, There is a massive move towards ESG investments, and we do not get involved in that at all. Um, We do not believe in it, and we think that will end up being problematic for investors and for the regulator. People do get in touch with us and have uh, inquired as to whether we're with sale or what our exit plan might be, but we all enjoy our jobs. Yes, there are certain aspects which are not good and COVID has been a problem to a certain extent, but Buffett is in his early 90s. I think that Charlie Munger is getting towards his, uh, just beyond his mid-90s. Actually, 98. (laughs) He's 98, is he, John? Crikey. And I think, as I've said to people before, I'll be looking at my investments, uh, hopefully on the day that I die. And I want those investments to be passed on to to my family because they have been built up over over many years uh, in in quality companies so i'm in no in no hurry to uh, retire or, or 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 to sell a business i also think from our business point of view that there are a lot of disgruntled people uh, who are fed up with name changes, personnel changes, changing strategies, etc., and are looking perhaps for a, a more sort of old-fashioned approach, which which is where we perhaps fit in. Um, we do have all the computer systems in place, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we've got the the modern bit, if you like, but taking a, an approach to investments which your parents did or your grandparents did. Thank you, Duncan. I can understand uh, where you're coming from with your reply because we have seen, certainly in the legal profession, for example, consolidation by acquisition of smaller businesses by publicly quoted law firms and If I were a client in one of those businesses, you do wonder where the independent legal advice comes from at a time when the directors are looking for returns and increases in share price. And there there is often a conflict between answering to the stock market and answering to your clients. And it's refreshing to find that there are still places where you can go for independent advice at a sensible fee. Yeah, I think that's right. I also think that the industry has become under uh, quite a lot of pressure of late from regulation, which has sent costs up and therefore has reduced profitability. And businesses have got two choices. You either put up your prices or your cost to your clients or your charges, or you have to reduce your your overheads. Um, And I think that one of the ways that these consolidators or the the opportunity they they see is to get rid of more senior people who are perhaps willing to go. And I also think there's been a change of heart as a result of COVID, encouraging more people to to retire. And my experience in life is that investors don't like change. They've been dealing with 
xyz for 20 years and they want to continue dealing with with them but suddenly they are palmed off in a different type of investment strategy a different name above the door and with individuals who who don't know them and keep on asking questions which the the client perhaps feels are irrelevant or unnecessarily burdensome so I, I think that, that there, there is change afoot. Um, and it, I, we've said in previous podcasts, changing investment manager is a, is a very straightforward process. It, it normally takes sort of six to eight weeks um, to do, um, to transfer the investments. Um, and it's something people shouldn't be, a, be afraid of. Duncan, if people are considering a change of advisor, what should they do? Uh, well, there's no cost in having a chat and they are very welcome to get in touch with one of us. We can sit down, see whether there's a meeting of minds. And we do meet people who who decide that they don't want to invest with us and it's not cost them a penny to find out. It's no problem at all. Well, thank you very much, John. And thank you, Duncan. And I hope that anybody listening to this has found the content helpful. This material shouldn't be considered as advice or an investment recommendation. You should consult an advisor regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority prior to making investment decisions. All investments carry a degree of risk. The value of any investment or income received from it can go up as well as down and you may not get back the amount invested. Information recorded within this podcast was accurate at the time of recording.